Uniquely. 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 Is a qua. Hello and welcome to Uniquely Issaquah, a conversation about the people, places, and things that make Issaquah unique. I'm your host, Tim Smith, and on this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at one of the preeminent festivals in the Northwest, Issaquah Salmon Days. Joining us to give us an inside scoop on this great event is the Issaquah's Director of Festivals, Robin Kelly. Welcome, Robin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. You know, Salmon Days, um, I've been in and around the city for about 15 years, but I've lived in the Northwest, well, Seattle for most of all, if not all of my life. And prior to coming to Issaquah to, to work, I never knew about Salmon Days. Amazingly enough. Amazing. Amazingly enough. The first year I came to Salmon Days, I was amazed. I was mm-hmm. amazed and astounded about this crazy giant festival <laughs> in this small little town. And um, ever since then, um, obviously, it's been part of my life for the last 15 years. Um, and I just want to know how this thing started, how did it get so big, and what makes it so unique and special? Boy, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start, with, let's start at the start. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. So when did uh, Salmon Day start and, and why? Well, back in the day, in the early 1900s, Issaquah celebrated with a rodeo. So people came from all over, even Seattle, and they had rodeo, roping, cowboys, the whole Western theme. And that was our community's gathering and celebration for years. And that died out, I think, in the 30s. And sometime after that, I don't know exactly when, Issaquah embraced a Labor Day celebration. So over Labor Day, they have an adult parade and a kid parade, and I was, of course, living in Issaquah, so I had to have my own little float in the kid parade a couple of times. So it's funny that I've, it's come full circle, and here I am doing this. Um, and in the late 60s, that faded away. And depending who you talk to, some of the stories were that it was too wild and, and got out of control, and so they stopped it. And other stories were that... Um, the, there just weren't enough volunteers, and so they couldn't, they'd burned out the people that were a part of it, and they just couldn't continue. And the reality is it was probably some of both. Um, so when that stopped, the community didn't have anything that, that they could gather around again, and really, culturally, it's one of the markers of any community is having some kind of celebration. So the president of the Issaquah Chamber of Commerce at the time said we have to have something and so they were brainstorming and he realized in the fall the salmon were coming up the stream and so people were already coming there was already this occurrence why not build the festival around that so they got out the national weather service statistics found the best weekend statistically during the time that the salmon were here in the stream in Issaquah turned out to be the first weekend in October so here we are now 45 years later celebrating wow. the first weekend in October. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's the, one of the things that's really neat about it is that how many people come to Salmon Days. So starting in 1970, how has that built? How has it been built up to such, a, such, a, such an amazing, huge event where you get, uh, get hundreds of thousands of people to come to the small hamlet of Issaquah for the first weekend of October every year? Sure. Well, 
it started very small, and for many years it was small. They closed the streets and had uh, what there was, the attractions that were. What were some of the attractions that, that were at the beginning that we have now? You know, uh, that they we still have art. Oh, yeah. They had art shows. It wasn't as sophisticated, but it was local artists, and then they introduced the, the concept of juried artists. So obviously they had enough applicants that they wanted to be a little bit more selective. They always had music. That was a part of it. There was always at least one stage, and for many years, two stages, one in Memorial Park and one, I think, at Front and Sunset. So music and art was always what it was built around, but celebrating the salmon. So we were having, and what we've learned to realize and celebrate even more that we hold credit for a lot of this extra attention, is that we're celebrating something that is of nature, that was happening anyway, and we're able to have it be right in the heart of our festival. You know, how many cities have a stream running through them with salmon that you can build around this celebration? So I think that that was, the uniqueness of it was special. But again, for many years, it was fairly small. It was a local community event. We did close off streets, and they had, I wasn't here then, but they had these activities. I was raised in Issaquah, so I was raised with Labor Day. As a, an older teenager and young 20-year-old, I, of course, wanted to leave Issaquah. <laughs> so <laughs> I lived in Seattle and Bellevue, you know, the much more urban setting that you right. would look for it in that age. And so um, at one point, I, and I've shared this with people in the community, at one point I met the man of my dreams, and we decided to get married. And my church growing up was St. Michael's Episcopal Church on 2nd Avenue here in Issaquah. Mm -hmm. So we went to the church and met with them, and they said, you know, we have a 30-day cooling-off period. They wanted to make sure nobody rushed into that, that you took it seriously. And so we said, okay, that was Labor Day. And we said, what's the first weekend then? The first weekend in October you can get married. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so we announced it to everyone, rushed to make all the plans and get the invitations out. And the day before our wedding, we found out they closed the two streets that led to our church. <laughs> so I was out with paper plates that had arrows saying O and R, Oscar and Robin's mm -hmm. wedding, with arrows trying to get people around <laughs> this festival that was terribly inconvenient at, on that day. <laughs> so it, it's been a fun, uh, it's been a fun circle to come back to that. That happened for me in 1976. Mm -hmm. So it was still pretty small then, and mm -hmm. they drew, put cans on my car, and we drove down through town mm -hmm. on our way out of town on our honeymoon. Oh, but and you were married on Salmon, Salmon Days. Days. That's amazing. Then, and then how many years from that? So when did you get involved in Salmon when, when did Robin take over Salmon Days? Sure. Well, we moved out of town, out of state, mm -hmm. for many years. And so we lived in California, Washington, D.C., decided the Northwest was a pretty good place to be, to be. And we decided that Issaquah was where we wanted our home to be. And so we came back to Issaquah in the mid-'80s. And I didn't go to work right away, so I had a little bit of time. And one of my – well, actually, my sister. My sister Candy said, you should volunteer for this festival, Salmon Days. And I said, oh, okay. She said, you get a cool T-shirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> So I went down and volunteered and, and started volunteering with the Rotary Run, serving refreshments at the end of the run, and then the parade. And 
would go into their offices and help do mailers or whatever they needed, and then I got a job. But it was contract work, so sometimes mm-hmm. I had some downtime, and I'd help them out. And then one day they said, we have an opening. Would you consider working here? So in 1991, I went on staff and then stayed on staff and worked in the festival office and then for two years on the chamber membership services side. And I just found my passion was the festival side. And so when there was an opportunity, I went back and... I'm still there. And the rest is history. Yeah, thing, it's like the salmon. <laughs> keep coming back. I just don't have to spawn and die. <laughs> well, great. Well, you know, I mean, to be honest, ever since you've taken it over, it's just built, grown and grown and grown to this really one of these internationally known festivals, right? Award-winning yeah. festival, correct? Award-winning, What about yes. some of these awards that the festival has won over the years? We've been blessed. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to acknowledge, there was a director before myself named Lorene Lund mm-hmm. who did amazing things. And she had a lot of media expertise that other people hadn't had before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So she really understood how to get TV and radio involved, and that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And then also we affiliated with Seafair, and so that helped a lot. It kind of gave some uh, cachet to our our festival because we were part of Seafair. Mm-hmm. And so those two things, I think, were really pivotal. We had a float that started to travel around. So that also gave us an audience outside of our local community. Mm-hmm. So those were a lot of the reasons that I think we started to see that attendance climb significantly. Uh, as in the festival, we're part of the Washington Festivals and Events Association. It's our professional association and also the International Festivals and Events Association. So being a member of those two organizations, we participate in their conferences, we learn from them, we network, and we also submit what we think is an awfully good festival. So we've been blessed over the years to win many times many awards in Washington, but also several times the top award in our budget category at the International Festivals and Events wow, Association. It's amazing, and it's really it's a tribute to what mm-hmm. this community comes together and does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny, and and the, one of the, one of the things I've always found cute and interesting about about the festival is the themes every year. <laughs> they're so funny. Sometimes they're tongue in, tongue in cheek, plays mm-hmm. on words, whatever's going. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's talk about some of the historical themes that you've had over the years, and what where they came from. Were they sure. just were they just marketing things, or were they based on Current events, or what? What kind of what? What? What inspires these interesting, in, in, interesting themes? <laughs> it's a diverse, uh, a, a diverse way that we get to them. Sometimes it's based on something that's going on in the community. So a couple of years we had uh, contentious political um, situations. So running again in '96 was literally based on a lot of political, the campaigning and everything that was going on. Um, and that was very local. That was local campaigning, right? It was, it was local and, and national. And, and national. Yeah. And national. So it was, it was based on both. It was both. And, mm-hmm. and we really felt it, the weight of it in our mm-hmm. community. And so it really took that life. That was where the inception came out. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the fish coming upstream mm-hmm. are called a run. Right. So it was running again mm-hmm. in 96. But mm-hmm. that was where the background of that came from. Mm-hmm. And then another time, there was something in the water. Mm-hmm. That year, actually, there was controversy about chlorine or different things that they were maybe putting in the water and should they put them in the water. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a funny, you know, it's an expression people were familiar with. Mm-hmm. There's something in the water, but 
there really was something in the right. water. It was just, it was, and that wasn't just the salmon. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just the salmon. And then one year we did Born to be Wild. Oh. And that thing was really from the discussion in the community at the time about mm-hmm. hatchery-raised salmon mm-hmm. versus the natural runs and how important it was to protect the natural runs because they were the wild right. salmon, so born mm-hmm. to be wild. And mm-hmm. So that was the theme that year. I remember that year because yeah. I had so many requests of get me a T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> we need those T-shirts. And I remember it was yeah. so hard to get those born to the the, the Harley riding fish, right? That was mm-hmm. a salmon on a Harley mm-hmm. is what we call them. And, and we have never had another T-shirt. A mm-hmm. T-shirt sell as well as that one did. We sold out, I think, by noon on Saturday. Unheard <laughs> of. We took a list of people and had hundreds of people who still wanted them. And it just morphed into this whole different life. And so even though running again was about the wild salmon mm-hmm. versus the hatchery-raised salmon, right. that year in particular it was very popular for people with extra money to buy Harleys. Mm-hmm. And so they were businessmen and contained and controlled and professional all week long. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekend, they put on their leathers and got on their Harley and would have fun. Mm-hmm. So it, it just hit at that time. Right. So it took on the extra the extra life of the salmon on the Harley. Mm-hmm. Then we found out that the keyboard player from Steppenwolf, who sang the song Born to be Wild, lived in our community We got in contact with him. I remember talking to him on the phone and saying, Mm -hmm. we want you to be our grand marshal in our parade. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm on the phone with him Mm -hmm. saying, you want me to do what? Mm -hmm. Where? What? And he came, and he had long, wild hair, Uh you know, kind of blonde, curly, wild hair, Mm -hmm. which was actually very similar to my hair (laughs) at the time. (laughs) And we both had similar complexions, and we Mm -hmm. were standing together talking, and multiple people came up and said, oh, are you guys related? <laughs> and took pictures of us. And at first I thought it was odd until mm-hmm. I saw the pictures. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I totally understand it now. <laughs> but so he was in the parade as mm-hmm. a grand marshal. And they, David Harris, our great entertainment mm-hmm. chair, put together a backup band. And we featured him on the stage oh, and played great. this song. And it was just magic. Yeah. It was one of those perfect moments. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what are the other things besides all these great themes is it, you almost have your own language, certain <laughs> things that you say. What are some of the words that have come up <laughs> over the years that, that, that Salmon Days has created? Sure. <laughs> and people take great pride in sending fish jokes to us. And I have a collection <laughs> of fish jewelry that is probably, you know, the top. Do you and ever get tired of fish? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> as I showed in my necklace. Yes. Actually, my house is a salmon-free zone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my house is very different than what I live at work, and um, and they need to have their own space. Right. So our right. office is floor-to-ceiling salmon, and it's fun, and we love it, and it's it's what our reputation's built on. Mm-hmm. And even with our sponsors, who are mm-hmm. one of those sponsors. unique sponsors, S P A W N S O R S. So that's part of that language yep, we were talking sponsors. about. And they are officials. Officials. So fish is in the middle. <laughs> we have our kickoff dinner is salmon chanted evening. Salmon chanted evening. So <laughs> yes, we take great pride in it, and that's we great. actually marked service marked those terms. So those okay. are ours, and oh. people aren't able to use them mm-hmm. without our permission. Okay. So we want to protect it we realized it was something unique mm-hmm. and valuable to the festival Lorene Lund actually the past mm-hmm. uh, director was the one who mm-hmm. came up with a lot of those mm-hmm. and 
realized there was an identity connected to them and so protected them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we add on to those more each year when we do a ribbon cutting for a new business at the Chamber of Commerce. You know, they're trying to lure in new business and the scales of commerce. And, you know, they're all geared toward these fishy puns and terms because it's what Issaquah is known for. So what is this year's number? 45. 45. Mm -hmm. 45 years. So what is year 45 bringing us? What's what's old that's always here? What's new that we've never seen before? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any surprises coming down the road? Well, if there are a surprise, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> it's a surprise. Oh, darn it. <laughs> and we like to have surprises. Yeah. I mean, we know we talk to the, the attendees every year, so we get surveys because we want to keep our finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're too close to it, and, and we'll talk within the office and think something is amazing. And then we'll go outside the office and say, what about this? And they'll go, what? No. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And if you have to explain it to people, mm-hmm. it won't work because we're not there to explain what we thought was terribly clever right. <laughs> every time it gets said or mm-hmm. every time they see it printed. Mm-hmm. So we've learned that we have to use that filter. And sometimes there are things that don't ever go outside of our office mm-hmm. because they were only appreciated by right. us. <laughs> sometimes they're not politically correct. Right. <laughs> All or of those. Too little, much of an inside joke maybe or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, So this year's Coho Mojo. Coho Mojo. That's a theme that I actually thought of about 10 years ago. I loved it. It it was in my head, Mm -hmm. and I went to our graphic designer, Robin Spicer, said, this is it for this year, Coho Mojo. She went, okay. And she left, and she came back, and she said, I can't think of anything visually to go with that. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, like Mojo, you've got your Mojo working, Coho mm-hmm. Mojo, and it's it's mm-hmm. so clear in my mind. Right. And I'm trying to explain mm-hmm. it to her and get her excited about it. So she laughed again and came back a couple weeks later and said, you'll have to hire somebody else. I I can't think of anything because she has to think of the whole campaign. Exactly. It's not just one image. Mm-hmm. She said, I, I just can't. Mm-hmm. It's and a I block said, on the mojo. I said, she didn't yeah, have she mojo. She didn't have the mojo. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what? Then it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to accept if, if you're having to work too hard for something, maybe there's a reason. So we just put it to bed. We keep a list of potential themes. Robin Spicer's amazingly creative and and gets the community and gets the festival. Mm -hmm. So she's always coming up with new ideas. But we also have volunteers who've come up with ideas, sponsors who send us ideas. Everybody's sending them, thinking about it. That's the magic of the festival. Mm -hmm. They they are a part of it. They're not just attending it, but they're Mm -hmm. a part of it. So the sponsors can sponsor 85 different things a day. Mm-hmm. And we want them to sponsor Salmon Days. We want them to have fun. We want them to enjoy it. Right. So they really are a part of the process often mm-hmm. for us. So one year we had Kids Chaos and Coho. Mm-hmm. That was the theme. And our board of directors, when we announced it, a couple of the board members said, oh, you can't have that theme. And we said, what do you mean we can't? Oh, no, chaos. This could be terrible. Do you know what could happen? Do you know what you're creating downtown? <laughs> I mean, and they were very serious about it. Their their connection to that word was very negative. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you look up chaos, it means a lot of things happening at the same time. It's not a negative or a positive. 
it's a lot of things happening at the same time. Right. There is no better term mm -hmm. for salmon days than chaos. That's right, because there's stuff going on everywhere all around everywhere. town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so that year they finally succumbed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that year when we sent out our sponsor contracts, we wrote them up on letterhead, but we used rubber cement, and we put a crayon for them to sign the contract, oh, a funny. bubble gum, and a balloon. Oh, that's Just cute. to really pull mm -hmm. them into this kids' chaos and coho. Mm -hmm. Come and have fun with us and play. And that really is something unique and special for them when it's another it's another contract, obviously. Right. But what's different about it? And, and why do they make the choice to support this festival Mm -hmm. or this cause, right? you know, when Versus they have lots of one. choices, yeah. right. Yeah. So Coho Mojo, yeah. circle back, mm -hmm. here we are. Mm -hmm. And the two other people in the office said, gosh, you know, the festival started in 1970, and that was kind of the hippie peace signs, mm -hmm. tie-dye, and all of a sudden Coho Mojo came made back. sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And it came in. And so they're younglings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm a, the older, seasoned mm -hmm. person in the <laughs> office. So I'm remembering the real 70s. Right. Which they say if you remember them, you weren't part of them, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. And the youngerlings were remembering Austin Powers. Right. They were making their connection. Mm -hmm. Their connection to it was Austin Powers, mm -hmm. and he's got his mojo working mm -hmm. and shagging and groovy baby. Right, right. So we looked at each other and said, yeah, that really works mm -hmm. because it pulls in everyone. Right. You know, in our demographic, mm -hmm. people are going to relate to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the fun of it. So think tie-dye and think fun. Yeah. And So that's this year, Coho Mojo. Year. So Coho what are we going to expect this year? Uh, peace signs and tie-dye and <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see. There'll, there'll be some photo opportunities that will tie in the mm -hmm. theme. Mm -hmm. We have some new attractions this year, so we're going to have a local sponsor area that's mm -hmm. new, just some of the smaller businesses that have always wanted to be a part of it. We've created an opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. We're also going to have paid attractions this year in a carnival setting, oh. which is different. We haven't had that for right. years. Right, right. So what what, what, what type of things is, would that entail? So is that going to be part of Field of Fun, or is that set away from the Field of Fun? It'll be set away from the Field of Fun okay. for a couple reasons. Mm -hmm. The biggest reason is they're big, heavy rides that oh, so can't actually be on getting, the grass. You're actually getting rides this year. Actually getting rides this year. Wow. So okay. there will be something. The, the motivation for this is the tweens mm -hmm. because the young kids have a lot of things to do in the field of fun, right. a lot of free fun activities, hands-on mm -hmm. things, which we love and we don't want to tamper mm -hmm. with that because mm -hmm. that's what a lot of families are coming for. It's free. They can come spend all day. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about it. The older teenagers don't want to do anything that you plan because that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So they just want to come and hang out with their friends and walk around and watch people. So they're good, too. Mm -hmm. And the adults have the arts and the music. Mm -hmm. But the tweens are kind of stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. So this was really created to give something to mm -hmm. them. And the younger kids, there'll be some things that are for mm -hmm. the younger kids. Mm -hmm. But they're really kind of bigger, bigger, but a little more scarier maybe. Or not about, about not scarier, quite half but of them, but more yeah. sophisticated, more mature, where, faster. Where are they going to be? They're going to be – we're working on it right now. Okay. But the tentative plan is they'll be on Front Street North across the street from Dairy Gold. Okay. In the Staples parking lot. Oh, 
okay. So it'll oh, be easy great. to get to. Yeah. They'll actually operate on Friday mm-hmm. and then Saturday and okay. Sunday. Okay. So it'll give something else, you know, one other thing. And right. even and for the people that come to the festival, then if they want, you know, there's time to do both. Right. Come both days, do whatever it is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is fun for you. Yeah. And that's an underutilized area, you know. I mean, it it's is. really not part of the festival in years past. It kind of ends right. right there at front and rainier yeah and dogwood and dogwood yeah yeah so that that'll that'll be interesting i'm excited that's new that's brand spanking new we are too and and we'll see you Mm -hmm. always you introduce things and you see if it works Mm -hmm. for your audience or not we've tried different things over the years and some of them were hits Mm -hmm. and some of them we found weren't the interest of the people Uh coming to the event it wasn't anything wrong with the project right but it wasn't what people were coming for Exactly, and so yeah. that's that'll be the fun part mm-hmm. of it is trying to have it be there, be interactive, get the pulse of the community, mm-hmm. and and then if it's a hit, terrific, and we'll continue to do it mm-hmm. for years. So, Doc Dogs coming back. Doc Dogs are coming back. I love Doc Dogs. <laughs> they were they were an ad, and once they were here, once mm-hmm. that's all we heard about, and yeah. so every year now it's on our top priority. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal pitch. Sure. Always want doc dogs ever since they showed up. They're awesome. Yeah. So um, anything else new and exciting or what, and, and what, what always there? Will there always be there? What kind of well, there? when we survey the crowd, because mm-hmm. we do like to find mm-hmm. out what people like and mm-hmm. what they come back for, and we have a really high retention rate and mm-hmm. return rate mm-hmm. for our attendees. So we have grandparents coming back with their grandkids and parents coming mm-hmm. with their kids and people who've grown up around the festival. So the things they always identify are the parade. Mm-hmm. They love the Grand Parade, and mm-hmm. it features a lot of our local kids and groups, right. but also a lot of floats from around the Northwest. And I will say, you know, I've gone to a lot of small town, and this the, the amount of floats, mm-hmm. it is literally just a step below Seafair, to oh. be completely honest. You get a lot of floats, and I've Me always too. been very, very impressed by the amount of floats, oh. you know, because I've been to Redmond's and Kirkland's and, mm-hmm. and Bothell's and all these over the years, mm-hmm. and Issaquah's little grand parade is i wouldn't say is a little grand parade it it is a legitimate parade with really great floats and i just think it's always it's awesome job you guys do every year so well thank you i'll share that with the parade Mm -hmm. committee Mm -hmm. and that comes because there are a crew of volunteers the ambassadors Mm -hmm. who literally ambassadors (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're ambassadors from Mm -hmm. salmon days Mm -hmm. ambassadors Mm -hmm. So they start in April, and they go to the Tacoma Daffodil Festival and about 12 other parades leading up to Salmon Days. Mm -hmm. And Sammy the Salmon, our mascot, goes. We used to send our float, but because we don't have a float anymore, now Sammy goes as a VIP, and he rides in a convertible, which is (laughs) really such a contradiction in what people expect to see, that it's memorable and engaging. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of fun with that. But because we've made the effort to go to their parades and be part of their celebration, mm-hmm. they reciprocate, and they come to Issaquah oh, Salmon that, Days. Okay. So that's how we get those floats. Okay. There's a crew of people that have gone to each of their festivals, mm-hmm. and so they're coming to ours. Oh, so great. it's great to know that mm-hmm. you appreciate it because mm-hmm. they're putting Definitely. in the time on the roads to Definitely. I mean, I love happen. seeing the Boy Scout troops and the Girl <laughs> Scout troops and the small businesses and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. the unique thing is that you don't often get the, you know, the Strawberry Festival fest, you know, festival float. And, the right. and you know, I mean, I think some of the ones come from the eastern Washington, too, come long distances. We, you know? They do. They come from mm-hmm. Astoria, Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, New Westminster, British Columbia, 
and Spokane Lilac Festival. Mm-hmm. So it really comes from around the Northwest. Yeah. And Portland Rose Festival mm-hmm. comes, Sea Fair comes, mm-hmm. Marysville, Tacoma Daffodil, mm-hmm. Wenatchee Apple Blossom. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's quite a group that we have in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Wonderful celebrations, community celebrations. Mm-hmm. And then this participation in each other's events. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. That's so great. the parade's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Seeing the salmon is a big thing. Of course. They love to come and see the salmon, especially if it's someone who doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's someone who lives here, they don't bother because it's very crowded. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, but they can come any other day of the week. Right. Mm-hmm. So they save the food and the art and the music. Mm-hmm. Or they come with their kids and let the kids just play for hours in Veterans Memorial Park. I mean, it's all there and free. And the dock dogs are there. Yes. <laughs> and we'll have laser tag mm-hmm. on the hatchery grounds. So we're kind of splitting that up a little bit oh, this okay. year. Oh, okay. That's new. It'll be, yeah, mm-hmm. it's new and it'll be for a little bit older also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the kids who want to do that will be able to go and do it free. Uh-huh. One of the missions of the festival for years, I mean, well before I came, mm-hmm. was that it was free for everyone to come so that no matter what you had in your pocket you were going you could come and do whatever you wanted to do pretty much right. if you wanted to buy art or you were mm-hmm. buying a lot of food of course that's mm-hmm. going to cost money but you could come and experience a festival go mm-hmm. on the ride see the fish mm-hmm. spend all day with minimal Cash outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could start in the morning, watch the parade, go yeah. to the parade, walk through all the, all the tents, and then make mm-hmm. your way to Field of Fun. Yeah, I, you know, listen yeah. to some music. It, 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 and nothing out of your pocket. Nothing. That is an amazing goal. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I think in this day and age where you go to any of these festivals, you go to buy to Seattle or any of these places where. At one time, it didn't cost that much. Now you're you're putting out a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so I think that's really neat that the the Salmon Days has really tried to stay to that that fact where you can come and have a great day with your family and not spend a lot of money, but still have a wonderful day. Absolutely, so, yeah. it's a mission. I mean, mm-hmm. we look that's we work with a lot of sponsors because they sponsor what's free. So the reason that you see all of the sponsors or maybe some of them on site at the festival Mm -hmm. is because they paid for something to be free. Mm -hmm. So all of those things that you get to do, you can do the fish prints, you know, Mm -hmm. where they paint the fish and put it on paper. Mm -hmm. That's free because Children's Hospital sponsors it. Mm -hmm. So each thing, the stages, you, if you'll notice, there's a corporation or business connected to it so that it could be presented free. And we really want to retain that you know, wherever possible. The yeah. shuttles are affordable. Mm-hmm. The parking, you know, if you take the park and ride shuttle, mm-hmm. it's $3. There's no fee to park. It's just $3. Mm-hmm. And having just been at another festival where it costs $30 to park our car. Right. $3 is sounding pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a bargain basement. We want it to be affordable. Right. That's the right. goal. Right. There's, It's just mm-hmm. no boundaries. You want mm-hmm. to, We want them to come and be a part of it. Mm-hmm. The other thing we really take great pride in is that we work with so many of our other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So Salmon Days is a nonprofit, but we reserve a certain amount of the exposure and activities for the festival. For other nonprofits. So we worked with over 65 other nonprofits last year, and those are all organizations that are based in Issaquah or support Issaquah, like a King County agency that might support residents of Issaquah would be permitted. Uh But that exposure is saved for the Oh, 65. That's a yeah, lot. That's it is a lot. lot. That's a lot. That's that's another yeah. great goal. That's, you know. Thank you. I'm just loving this festival more and more <laughs> by the minute talking to you. You know, you know, this is this is all great. You know, 
but you've been involved with the festival for so long. I know there are some funny stories, <laughs> some mishaps, some crazy happenings. Um, maybe we can talk about some of those, some of those things that maybe went awry, that looked like a good idea at the time, and next thing you know, didn't quite turn out that way, or or maybe just just some funny or unique anecdotes over the years that you sure. can remember. Sure. Well, the the funny thing about working for a festival that you've attended and then you start working there is you never see them the same way again. Mm -hmm. So, so many things that go on behind the scenes that the attendees would never know. They're not supposed to know necessarily the work that goes into mm -hmm. them. Isn't, it's important mm -hmm. to make sure that it happens. But the attendees are supposed to just come and have fun. They, right. you know, all of the rest is just smoke and mirrors, and you know they're not supposed to know or care. <laughs> but every once in a while, there's something that you know that is different. And so, one year there was this great idea to set up kind of a mash hospital in Memorial Park to let people see what that would be like. And the National Guard was involved, and and mash was a big show, and mm -hmm. so it made perfect sense. It was oh, yeah. topical, popular. And so one of the highlights of it was to have a helicopter land in the middle of the park <laughs> next to all of this stuff. It's a great idea. And then the helicopter started to land in the <laughs> middle of the park. And there's quite a downdraft from the helicopter blades. Yes. And so it was clearing the park of all of the tents and tables <laughs> and chairs <laughs> as it landed. And mm. it was a terrible mess. <laughs> it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Just not thought through quite the same way that they would. It would never happen that way again because right. we've all learned from it. We <laughs> try to learn. <laughs> we try to learn from that. Um, we've had politicians coming through with llamas because they felt like the best way to get their visibility out there was to bring a llama. Okay, walk and a llama through the festival. Walk a llama <laughs> through the festival. Salmon days. Often mm -hmm. is pretty crowded. Mm -hmm. It became quite a topic of chatter on our radios within mm -hmm. the <laughs> festival staff and volunteers. And we kept saying, what about people would say, Robin, there's a llama walking down the street. <laughs> and so I'm talking to the police and everyone, and they're saying, it's a public street. You can have the llama on the street. It's not a good idea because <laughs> it's a great big animal, and there's a lot of little kids and right. strollers. and." Mm -hmm. So, but yes, absolutely, he had the right to do it. The, mm -hmm. the politician did, but it was one of those unique things mm -hmm. that um, a, a lot of people wouldn't have known about. But but we'll remember <laughs> <laughs> the year of the llama. Yeah, the year of the llama. So the year of the llama. <laughs> that, that sounds pretty. That's what must have been a unique year. Um, what are what other things have gone on in the past that that, that sticks out in your mind? But let's. Take, taking place during the festival. Sure. Well, years ago, I think in 1990, one of the features of the festival was to celebrate the first people. Mm -hmm. So in Issaquah, the valley here, it was the Snoqualmie tribe that lived here. So the, the festival focused on them. They had two of the elders from the tribe as grand marshals in the parade. And then years later, we had the opportunity again to highlight the Snoqualmie tribe. And it was a year they were trying to get federal recognition. They were a small tribe, and it was okay. difficult. There's there's a certain amount of competition within the tribes and recognition. So they were a smaller tribe and hadn't fed been recognized by the federal government yet as an authentic tribe. And yet 
people who had grown up here knew them, oh, yeah. knew, went to school with them, mm-hmm. all of that connection. So that year we had a chance to have the Snoqualmie tribe featured again at the festival. We got a King County grant to help pay for it. We had a video. We had a videographer there documenting it. Mm-hmm. And and it was a great experience. And there were so many new people who would moved into Issaquah that it felt really important to share this because Issaquah was new to them. Salmon mm-hmm. Days was old to them. I mean, because it seemed old in how they were hearing about it and what their experience was. But the reality was the Snoqualmie tribe had been celebrating the salmon returning to these streams and lakes Forever. Yes, <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really good way mm-hmm. to kind of connect the dots of here we are still celebrating mm-hmm. this. Right. And here were the people that were doing it the long before we. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. So it was a wonderful opportunity to do that. Not long after that, they did receive federal recognition. They're a oh, that tribe that's recognized nationally now. Mm-hmm. And now this year at Salmon Days, they're actually our title sponsor. Oh. So we're so proud to have them. Kind of came full circle. Absolutely. You know, yeah. We where you were it. like advocates for them. Mm-hmm. And now that they, they've established themselves as a federally recognized tribe, they've got a little more, uh, um, um, they're bigger and stronger, and now they're title sponsors. That's yeah. amazing. That's an amazing story. I love that. It is. It's mm-hmm. a great story, and mm-hmm. we love it. We mm-hmm. love having them be back with us mm-hmm. and connected in this way mm-hmm. where historically, you know, they were doing what we're doing now. So it's right. a wonderful connection. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, because I've been, you know, like been coming for about 15 or 16 years now, and um, it usually is very nice. Hardly ever does it rain. Occasionally it does. Mm-hmm. I think only only, only a couple that I can remember the really mm-hmm. rainy weekends, but most of the time it's low 70s or, or even into the 80s. You know, it's just a wonderful weekend. You so know? much for their research. That's, that's what right. They, yeah, that's I mean, what they looked for. Yeah. That farmer's almanac is yeah. good for something. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and the reality is for the festival, mm-hmm. It can be anything as long as it's not heavy rain because we live in Seattle, right. so we have the best citizens. Oh, hardy. You know, a little sprinkle, yeah. a little gray yeah. mist. That's just Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. exactly. <laughs> We're blessed in that yes, case. Yes, we definitely. had a sponsor definitely. once that was from Southern California, mm-hmm. and they came up, and it was a rainy day, mm-hmm. and, and we'll have rain part of a day, and then mm-hmm. it'll clear up. And right. I mean, it's not unheard of to mm-hmm. have rain at Salmon Days. And I so didn't want to go down and talk to them where they were because I thought, oh, my gosh, it's rainy. There's not as many people as mm-hmm. there would usually be. It was a Saturday, mm-hmm. and they'd come up from Temecula, California. It was the Outdoor Channel. Oh, okay, yeah. They were having people um, audition to host their own sporting show. Oh. <laughs> so it was really fun, and they'd come all that way, and we'd talked to them many times, so mm-hmm. we felt like we knew them. And so I walked down there in the rain thinking, oh, I'm so sorry, and trying to imagine the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I got down to them, and they said, oh, my gosh, this is the best festival ever. Are you kidding? And I said, <laughs> really? And they said, if it had rained in Southern California, there would have been six people here. Right. <laughs> so what I thought was the smaller crowd, uh-huh. they thought was amazing. Right. And so it put it all in perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd love it to be nice and mm-hmm. the expression in our office is it goes on sun or shine right because <laughs> <laughs> there's no plan b right it's that weekend no matter what mm-hmm. 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 so well that's amazing and we've learned so much and had so many great insights on salmon days so let's talk a little just let's just to button it up 
if people want to know more information about this year's festival, what, where should they go? What should they do? Sure. We have a website, mm-hmm. www.salmondays.org. Awesome. And just log on there, and they can get all the information about all the events and activities. Yep. That's great. Well, Robin, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Uniquely Issaquah. And Salmon Days is definitely unique to Issaquah. And um, if you'd like to, more information on upcoming episodes of Uniquely Issaquah, you can like the City of Issaquah on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at City of Issaquah. Thank you for listening, and stay unique. Stay unique.